0: Welcome to Rachel's Reviews, and I am so excited today. This is a very special episode of the podcast, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'm a film critic, and it, there's certain interesting challenges and blessings of being a female film critic, and I wanted to bring some of my fellow sisters and the film critics uh, in and to talk about our experiences, and I'm so grateful for the amazing panel that I have with me to talk about this, and first we have Louisa from, from Screen Zealots. Hello. <laughs> yes. And then Ashley Manzel is here. Hi. Yes, and then Peggy from Peggy Watches Movies is here. There. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. So I'd like for first uh, for you each to introduce yourself and maybe give a little bit of how you ended up becoming a, a film critic, how you ended up starting writing about film, uh, and uh, so Luisa, let's so start with you.
1: Oh me, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I've been a movie lover my whole life. I grew up in a very, very small town and all we really had were movies, like old videotapes I would watch and wear out. Um, I always loved movies. I studied cinema studies in college. And interestingly enough, it was Kevin Smith who made me wanna start being a critic. Um, I heard him speak at Sundance one year and he said, Hey, you know, get your voice out there as much as you can. And I started screen zealots in 2016 and never looked back. I've been writing ever since. Great.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really great. That Kevin Smith of all people.
1: Yeah,
2: All
0: right, Peggy. Uh, what about
2: you? Uh, same here. You know, I started off. I've actually was a talent manager for 12 years and managed actors and i was that kid who also was like you know i would sit on every sunday afternoon and watch siskel and ebert to where my mom would be like what are you watching these two men talk about movies for on tv I would be like because it fascinated me you know they fascinated me of what they did and so after management um i had always gone to. of course you always go to movies you know you're constantly going and i slowly started off and i just Luckily I knew some people that helped me, you know, really said, you need to sit down and do this and actually make it something of your own and and put your voice out there. And so I did and I started Peggy at the Movies. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, All right, Ashley, what about you?
3: Uh, My dad, was always into movies when I was younger. So I was watching the same movies I repeat. I mean, I I was traumatized by the birds at probably age six. (laughs) Um, So I'm still petrified of birds, but um, it was always something that was a huge part of my life growing up. And then when I made it to college, I started studying foreign languages, which is what my major was in. And part of that was studying foreign language film. So I ended up taking like six classes on foreign language film and analyzing it. Um, And I kind of just kept developing that love of film, and then I met Scott, uh, who ran We Live Film at the time, and he, as wonderful as he is, was always encouraging me to write, and people wanna hear what you have to say. You have, you know, an important voice, and he was always supportive of that for me, and, you know, I kinda jumped in to help him hands-on running uh, We Live Film, and then it became We Live Entertainment, and um, kinda just progressed from there, and something that I really love doing.
0: That is great. Well, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is just the process of writing a review. What about okay. your story, Rachel, real oh, quick? Yeah, everyone knows it? mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got started in becoming a film critic. I was something I always kind of loved is criticism and reading criticism, watching it the school in New York. I was totally that girl. Uh, and uh, And going to film. And I had a blog for many, many, many years. Uh, that I would do reviews occasionally on a personal blog. And, uh, and then I, uh, I got injured in, what, 2014 or something like that? And I, I tore my MCL. I was bedridden. I was bored. And so I decided to uh, start reviewing, uh, to do the Disney, to watch all the Disney canon. It was something I'd always wanted to do. <laughs> and I decided to start blogging about it. And the time was 54 Disney reviews. Yeah, because that was how many were in the canon and uh and now it's changed to rachel's reviews but i just really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed writing about about these films and i i started doing more than just the disney films and i i just really uh, enjoyed it and i enjoyed interacting with people and we'll talk more about that <laughs> but at first yeah. <laughs> i really did and uh and so it that's how i kind of got started and then i started writing for rotoscopers Uh, and got involved in YouTube and, and it all kind of just grew and into podcasting and uh, yeah. And uh, they, they found my reviews uh, on Rotoscopers and that's how they they found me for Rotten Tomatoes and just everything. Yeah. I never would have, I never would have thought that it was, it wasn't that I didn't think I could do it. I just never even thought it was like something that could be right yeah. yeah
2: you have that feeling yeah yeah i get that <laughs> exact that's exactly how i
0: felt yeah um but then i don't know things have just uh i mean it's 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 a tough side hustle but it's really fun and i miss it so much uh even though we, i've been able to keep writing uh it's not the same as is going to the screenings and, you know, just sort of, uh, I miss that so The much. social interaction of meeting people, uh, talking
2: to people, you know, all of that of like everything of talking, seeing the people that I always
0: see at the screenings, you know, and talking to them afterwards about it. I miss that a lot.
2: Yeah.
0: I guess I should have to, have you guys been surviving quarantine? Uh, yeah. Barely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all doing our best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been crazy. I, it's been way harder than I expected. Uh, but I, I have missed that's the, just the experience of going to the screenings. I missed so much.
2: Right. Uh, Even Sometimes like when I you'd take an afternoon and just go to the theater by yourself, you yeah, know yeah. like a random oh, like an indie movie a little we have what's the Lemley theaters here and they Limley. have little you know the foreign i know the foreign and indie movies that you don't
0: really get yeah. a lot of screenings for and so you know i just pick an afternoon and i, miss I know that. we have the broadway downtown it's our mm-hmm. indie theater you, you've probably been there for sundance the broadway uh louisa yeah oh yeah 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 then so they that's our big indie indie theater. And so, yeah, there were like, there's been Saturdays where I'm like, well, what I normally do today. And I'm like, Oh, I've been at the Broadway the whole day. Exactly. Basically. And just spent, and you can't do that anymore. (laughs) Hopefully it'll come back to us. I know. (laughs) But but yeah, so I want to, I want to talk about sort of the process of writing a review. Cause I think that's something that people, maybe don't, un- don't understand and think that we, uh, you know, that we have our review made up when we've gone to see the, before we going to see the film, uh, that we, you know, that we're trying to please a particular person or studio or <laughs> this kind of a thing. And so I was curious to hear from you ladies, your process of kind of what you do when you, you've seen the movie, now I have to write about it. And uh, what about you, Ashley, what do you think?
3: I think it's interesting that you bring up how people perceive what we write. And I think as females, we're under that lens a lot more than our male counterparts. Um, Especially when it's a film that is female-centric. It's always like some guy is telling you or some person is telling you that you've had your mind made up and the only reason you like it is because it's written by females or it stars females or you didn't even watch the film and you just wrote this. Um, I think that's something that we face a lot. But my process is similar for no matter what film I see. Uh, I take notes during the movies, some people do, mm. some people don't, I don't know if you guys do. Uh, I just find that it helps me to remember more specific details and uh, I finished the review, like I finish the film and then I actually take a look at my notes and I read read them and i circle things and i summarize them and write points and asterisks and all over the place my notebook looks like a disaster at the end of it Um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, then i just kind of sit down and i start writing those points out and figure out you know what i want to say and and sometimes i don't know if you you guys find this too i find that after reading my notes my review takes a different form than i expected it to take Mm -hmm. you know because when you go out of it you're like oh i really like that film and then you get to the deeper analysis of why you liked it and then your your passion for it grows, I mm-hmm. think. And th- that's what I find is the most rewarding thing about writing is because when you get the chance to re-examine even your own thoughts about a film, you you appreciate mm-hmm. it or tear it apart on a whole nother <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah,
0: what, do you, what are you, Peggy? What do you think?
3: Well, I my process is, you know sometimes
2: I take notes I have to say that sometimes I've taken notes and then tried to decipher what it is that I've said (laughs) written in the dark and I can't so what I've found works for me now is I bring my notebook I walk out of the theater and I sit down and write down like 10 major thoughts that I know that is Mm -hmm. fresh in my head Um, or I'll drive home and as I'm driving home I'll be contemplating it and come out and type it type up 10 Just, you know, blurbs real quick and so I have it and then I'll step away for a little bit and come back and really, like you said, delve into the thought process of it. You know especially like you said too we are under more scrutiny uh, A say a male-based movie like if you don't like an action-packed you know fast and furious movie they think be like, hey, it's because you're a girl you know you don't like those movies because you're no it's not you know if it, there's something about it that i liked then i liked it and if there's something about it i didn't like but I, I usually try to type stuff up and then come back and really delve into it and i will review myself at least 10 times like I will review it, step away for a moment, come back, review it again. You know, look at what I've written and I will make sure, because I put a lot of thought and effort into it and I don't think people sometimes realize that we actually do do that.
0: People go down to the the score and that's all they pay attention to and they don't actually read what you've written and and that can be very, I mean it's tempting to just not do scores at all unfortunately you have to if you're Rotten Tomatoes uh yeah. critic <laughs> and uh so that can be really frustrating it's like i i i think i explained it pretty well in there i, I tried at least uh, to explain right. explain my perspective and and when that's all when it's just like oh well you hated it because you gave it rotten i'm like Ugh.
2: right people fluff over that and they don't look at it you yeah know, they just pass it through and that's um, it it the feel-
3: problem there with rotten tomatoes is it does have this yes or no yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like you can't be in between. You can't be, it's okay. It has to be yes or no. And then I find that people don't even read your reviews a lot of the time. They'll scroll to the score. They might read the beginning or the end, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I've had people like, you know how
2: when someone, you can tell when someone has clicked on your blog and it'll tell you. And it's like, I've had someone just click, I look at my emails and it's like the same person has just went down the list and clicked like, 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 on, on everything. And you can tell, like, they haven't taken the time to read it because they've clicked like on five different reviews that you've written within a minute. Yeah. They didn't read it. They no, just it the score me and went to click, click,
0: click. You know, it's like I put effort into that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Lu- Louisa, so you have your husband. That do do you usually see most of the movies together or it just depends sometimes?
1: Or- I mean, he loves movies as much as I do. So Ashley, you get that too. <laughs> so yeah, we do see a lot of movies together. A lot I'll see on my own, or you know, like critic screenings or press screenings, things like that. but yeah a lot of times since he I'm fortunate that he shares my passion, he does see
0: a lot of the movies with me, which is really, really nice. Do you yeah. find that you tend to agree or uh, or not agree? Uh, or- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know
1: it depends but I will say if we disagree, it gets nasty sometimes really really <laughs> because I think I'm always the one with like the correct opinion so um, it doesn't happen often we do have you know especially with comedies and action and movies like that we usually do agree on a lot of things which is also very unusual but cool so mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay. do you find it helpful uh, ashley do you find it helpful to talk about the movie before you write your review or do you uh do you want to kind of keep your own opinion your own
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. It's interesting. Like whenever we're with Scott loves to talk about things and I'm much more of an introverted person usually. So we we have a great balance in that respect in our relationship. So a lot of the times I will say to him, I don't want to talk about it. I want to have my own, uh, perspective on it and I don't want my opinions to taint your review and your opinions to taint my review because what's in what's weird is that we write reviews for the same film sometimes mm-hmm. and I don't want there to be that crossover of like we've written the same exact thing because yeah, we I- have very different perspectives on things and the way that Scott looks at things isn't the way that I look at it I actually wrote I think it was a um Facebook post or something because everybody was kind of saying to me and Scott you you guys always agree on movies so i wrote a post i was like these are the movies this year that scott and i do not <laughs> agree on and people were like oh so there are ones but like, you don't read my reviews then <laughs> because i can't you know, that's do. a point yeah but we you just proved a point there you really it's, did it's like come on man <laughs> yeah. we don't agree on everything just because we're married i think that's the opposite of marriage <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a good marriage is when you, you compliment each other and mm-hmm. you support each other yeah. and that's the dream. You're living the dream, you two. Yeah. <laughs> I <agree>. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. I sometimes feel like that, you know, people think that, Oh, well you're biased against, you're biased for Disney, for instance, or, or whatever, because that's where I started uh, my reviews. And this, and I do, I love, I love Disney. But I feel like, if anything, I feel like I'm sort of more inclined to be critical of them because there's yeah. that expectation and because I love them and I expect them to make good films. And I, I, I don't know. I, if anything, I am like aware that that expectation is there. And so I, I think... I'm actually maybe harder, <laughs> you could make an argument that I'm harder There's on Disney films you people than giving them a pass that. because, or any kind of, any kind of time when I feel like, ooh, this film's agenda is really targeting me. It's a, you know, maybe a religious film. It's about my religion or, you know, what I mean, something like that. Right. Like, I feel like I'm going to be extra diligent in making sure I'm objective and, and as opposed to, I feel like everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, you you, you 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 have this bias uh i don't know i do you what do you think lisa about that
1: i absolutely agree with you at least as far as as i'm concerned yeah. um i do think i'm harder on movies that have some kind of pedigree i love disney too i love sci-fi if it's a certain writer a certain director and i try so hard when i go into a film to Sequester myself as much as possible from any kind of advertising or reading anything about it. I don't like to know the plot of anything. Um, that's why I really, really love covering films at film festivals because yeah, you yeah. go in you're experiencing it for the first time, people didn't know nothing about it, and I think those reviews for me are sometimes the easiest to write because there's no noise around it. I'm not saying that I'm influenced. No, you guys aren't influenced. But sometimes you can't help but be if you hear something. Or and Mm -hmm. what I really, really like is when I know absolutely nothing about a movie going in, good or good or bad. Same. I agree. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that is one nice thing about being a critic, and that you can go to the early screenings and you know, not have the, because sometimes it's shocking. I I remember when uh, The Good Dinosaur came out, I, I saw that and I thought, I thought it was really good. I really liked it. <laughs> and I was shocked when uh, every, all the reviews <laughs> came was like, this is horrible. I hate it. And I'm like, really? Oh, okay. That's good. That's fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, or, or movies that people love. And I'm, like, oh. I'm like, no.
3: Like That's me with Quentin Tarantino films. I Mm -hmm. just don't usually like them. So people are always really (laughs) super shocked when I don't like it. But I think that the great thing about film is there's a type of film for every person. And we don't have to like every type of film, but we can still look at it with a constructive view. I can, Mm -hmm. and you can, and all of you can analyze a film whether you like it or not, and understand the merits for it, you know, why people right. do like it. There's
2: been movies I have not enjoyed, but I've enjoyed, say, the acting performance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we can look at say something like Judy, just for instance, with Renee Definitely. Zellweger. Yeah. You know, the movie was fair, but her performance yeah. mm-hmm. was out of this world, you right. know? So you look at, you know, you can do things like that. I completely, you know, see what you're saying there.
0: Well, and those are the hardest reviews to write when you're just kind of mm-hmm. like,
3: eh. Yeah. yes i don't know it was okay there's only right. so
0: many ways you what? can say it was okay yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, like words for is? me recently it was mm-hmm. fine i yeah. laughed a little enough i didn't hate it but i didn't love it but i went fresh on it just barely right because i was like i laughed just, tipped. <laughs> just enough and maybe it's because i was in quarantine i don't know but <laughs> I but know, those are really hard for right? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, or you know, and then sometimes I'll be like, "Is this really worth like what twenty bucks, fifty bucks?" Like, like Trolls World Tour, I went wrong on that because I I just thought it had some good stuff. I liked it okay, but for family to put down that kind of change, no. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so it just depends on the movie. It's really, it's, it's tough sometimes. Uh, but you just try your best to explain your opinions best you can. Uh, and, um, and it, you were saying, Peggy, off air that you feel like that there's some challenges that we have, particularly as being female critics. And what do you, what, what do you think some of that, some of those are?
2: Well, I do. And like you said, when you when you noted, like, let's
0: pick one review and, and,
2: you know, that we are supposed to be proud of our two reviews, I really think that everyone needs to, you know, or your question the other day on Twitter is, who's your fam- favorite female critic? Why do we have to pick one? Why can't we be all proud of each other and support each other and support, you know, we all take the time to put this together. We're all putting our time and effort into writing these reviews. I mean, I, do, I take it seriously. I don't just like randomly go, oh, I'm going to type this up and see and throw spit it out there and
0: see what someone thinks. I think we should okay. be all proud of everything that we do. It's And that's what I hope that this can do. I hope that people start to realize that, because it can feel kind of lonely that like you're the only female voice yeah. sometimes. And uh, so I hope to be able to do this with with you, with you three, and with more, because there's there are a lot of us out there that are that are uh, taking the time to to critique these films and to add our voice, because it's really important. And uh, I think you're absolutely right with that. And I love I love reading uh, criticism, especially if I disagree with it. I think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. It really
2: sometimes did. I will read someone like I want to know why someone didn't like what I liked or vice versa liked what I didn't yeah. like and sometimes it will make me go and rewatch it to see yeah. did I miss something yeah. you know yeah. did I miss a, a point that they're making they've made a valid point now I want to see if I can see that you know
0: yeah Louisa I thought of that with um, with I was thinking of that with the, uh, our different reviews of Incredibles 2 yeah.
1: Yes, I That's remember that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 full disclosure, I'm like a huge Disney geek like Rachel. I love Disney. Right. And, but yeah, we went very opposite
0: on that. Very opposite. I was not a fan of that one. <laughs> no. And and the things that she, it was really interesting because the things she disliked were some of the things that I I particularly liked. And so it was really interesting to read the difference of the reviews. and. And, uh, and, uh, so I wish that more people kind of had that perspective as opposed to mm-hmm. you hated it. You're horrible. I'm yeah. not, you know, <laughs> whatever, kind of a thing. And, and I try my best to not have any sacred franchises to not, or directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, I mean, I didn't like rogue one, for example, uh, and I got so much hate for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <Aww. laughs> Uh, that was back in the, back in the day when it was not cool to, to, uh, to dislike Star Wars. Um, and, uh, uh, and so I, I, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, I just judge the movie if I think it's a good movie or not. I try my best at least. Um, I I asked you, like Peggy said, to pick two reviews that you're particularly proud of. And Mm -hmm. so I, the first one for me was really the first time that I kind of stuck my neck out and had a very unpopular opinion. And so I thought we could kind of talk about that. Um, It's, as far as writing, was I did not like Birdman. One best picture, (laughs) popular film. (laughs) and i felt like the script was so cringy to me especially once it gets down to the the critic the female critics since we're talking about female critics the female critic in the movie and just the way that she was written and i i felt that every single female character was just was just a shrew, and difficult, and horrible, and I hated the ending so much. I thought <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, and uh, and so I, I I laid it out throughout the piece, and I won't just read and read, um, but uh, I did say the cinematography was a huge, huge uh, accomplishment. So that was great, right. but. I don't know, like little things, like I, they have this steamy lesbian kiss in the movie, which I'm fine with, but it didn't do anything. It didn't mean anything. It was only there to, I felt like, titillate men, and I'm like, aren't we beyond that? When we moved past that, uh, I, I thought that was lame, and I felt like Emma Stone's character was not very well done, not very well written, and so I was very frustrated. <laughs> I laid out my case and i just said i don't know i just couldn't get past these depictions of women throughout the film and (laughs) it made the movie unpleasant and frustrating and so that was a a big moment for me when i was just like i'm taking down the best picture (laughs) and people were not happy but (laughs) But what about you, uh, Lisa, did you have an unpopular opinion uh, post you said you brought? I
1: do, and it's a review I'm really proud of. And it's unpopular because it's a movie that was universally hated, but I really liked it.
0: <laughs> oh, and okay. Which is a really interesting experience, <laughs> wow,
1: here we go. Here, right? Right? And usually when I write a review and I get hate mail, it's because, you know, it's a Marvel DC movie, which I yeah. love both, but you know, they get right. really angry and it's for mm-hmm. men. It's right. Right. I counted up today when I was printing it out, I got 27 hate mails all from women because I liked this movie and everybody hated it. And it was, I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer.
2: Oh my God, I liked it. I, I actually gave it a I hate <laughs> over that as well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's right. You remember that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. Yes. We talked about that. Me and you talked about that. That's interesting. It was crazy. I got these hate mails, and a lot of them were from women who didn't see the movie. They saw the trailer it's fat shaming it's you should be ashamed of yourself but it's like if you see the movie it's it's not and this isn't one of my favorite movies of all time or anything but i remember i went to a press screening for this movie and it was one where the they have members of the public you know that fill the seats like the rest of the little press room of course remember (laughs) watching it and the scene where she enters the bikini contest like the wet Mm -hmm. t-shirt contest oh yeah yeah I remember the males and even my fellow critics sitting in the rows next to me were like, oh, that's disgusting. Like, oh, oh, so gross. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is one of the reasons it's so important that we have more women in this field. Exactly. That made the scene mm-hmm. important to me. I wanted to stand up and cheer, like female empowerment. <laughs> and it was so interesting how the men, when the movie is all about like be comfortable in your own skin, how self confidence, like like your body the way it is, they still saw her as this sex object with you know a muffin top in a wet t shirt contest. And I don't know. That's that's a review I'm really proud of because of that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's, that's good exactly i remember yeah. me and you discussing it remember i called it schumer shaming yeah
1: yeah I, <laughs> that's what i called it <laughs> it's like the, the movie had a great message and a great message for women and it just i it thought just, i agree
0: yeah. <laughs> ashley what about you did you have one that was uh unpopular or that you got um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I
3: didn't pick one that is uh-huh. uh, unpopular, but I can definitely tell you which one that is. Okay. <laughs> uh, South by Southwest, I guess it was whatever year Sausage Party played there. Oh. I tore that movie apart <laughs> to the point where I got death threats <laughs> over the Wow! Movie. Oh my god! And I was like, "Wow, guys! Like, this is a movie about food. Like, can we please get perspective on it?" Um, <laughs> I was very mean. I'm very rarely mean in my reviews, Kitty Cat. Um, (laughs) That's okay. Um, I'm very rarely mean in my reviews about movies because I believe in the effort and the creativity that was put behind them by the people who wanted to make the film, from you know the writers to everything else. That a whole lot of effort was put in, and people worked really hard on it. So I try not to be very mean. Uh, But this one was just—it was one of those movies where you're in a theater and. Everyone around you is laughing, and it's like the Twilight Zone. You're like, "What? Where am I?
0: What's going
3: on? Why is this funny? I'm from another planet. Like this is like, like what? What am I missing? Yeah. I'm watching this. I'm going. This is disgusting. This is stupid. I'm just like like I just could not get past that, and I wrote really really negative review, and to the point where I had to remove it from the website because people oh were finding gosh. my personal emails and my personal yeah. Facebook and stuff and coming oh, after wow. me. Um, so it was something that I removed, and reading it again, I was like, wow, well, that was kind of harsh, but uh, it's, I don't think it's up on the website anymore. Uh, but that was mm-hmm. definitely one where I got attacked for it, uh, and I'm really hard with comedies. I don't think most mainstream comedies are very funny because I don't think they're geared towards women. It's one yeah. of the biggest things. I think they're very much sexual, <sighs> male-based humor. And I don't think that that resonates with me personally very well. Well, in the whole,
0: like, man-child, like, mm-hmm. the the uh, Jet Apatow mm-hmm. kind of – I'm not saying those movies can't be funny, but right. I just am so tired of it. I'm tired of <sighs> these, these – and maybe it's because I'm almost 40. I don't know. <laughs> but that almost that kind of humor just is just like, ugh. Up. Yeah.
3: And I think that's, that's why women who criticize those movies get attacked so much because of that hardcore fan base that believes in that sense of humor as being so integral to their identity mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so that was one that I definitely got torn apart on. And of course, you know, all of us are under criticism for any dc or marvel movie that ever uh, is made yes. it, ever will be <laughs> you or you it, it, yes. it's, it's, you're wrong right yeah, yeah. No mm-hmm. what. Uh, you like no the marvel it's movie so long, uh, yeah. no matter what you can't win with superhero movies
0: no. ever i know um, that's yeah. why i was just like i'm not going to review birds of prey like there's plenty I, of I, other I people that. there's plenty of other people that can review it i'm going to take a pass just for my own mental health and i never <laughs> did and I, I don't know. I, I don't regret it. <laughs> and yeah. I, the thing about the Shazam review, and that wasn't a written review. It was a YouTube review, which was a mistake, because I'm a better writer than I'm an orator. But uh, but I should have I done it. The thing about the Shazam review is that I didn't hate the movie. I just felt like it missed the mark as far as balancing tone. You'd have this really pretty violent scene next to this really kiddy kind of silly scene. And I didn't feel like the character was the same person very well. Like Zachary Levi was the young man mm-hmm. either very well. And so it, I didn't hate it. I just didn't but love you're it. You're making sense. I yeah. am <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a Crazy person. That's how I felt. And I mean, people just, people acted like the idea of balancing tone was the most ridiculous complaint you could have about a movie. Like how could you use that as a reason to not like a movie I'm like that's a very like basic foundation of film yeah, is tone right. like yeah. that's like chapter two and how to make a movie you have to have your tone and, and so if you can't balance it then that's a problem and uh, so the biggest the biggest thing that was the problem that got me targeted in that movie review was because I was only I think this the third critic to give it a negative on ron tomatoes and i was the i was the first and one of the only women and so there was a an organization called f marvel tards that tagged me i know they did and because uh, i i got the tag notice whatever and they sent their their goons out after <sighs> me and that's when i got the the mass shooting threats and the <gasps> insane <laughs> yeah that saying that if I ever go to a screening again he was gonna he was gonna come in with an a47 or whatever and oh my god yeah it was crazy I had to notify the FBI I had to, <gasps> and it, it just it definitely I thought that I was pretty had pretty thick skin but it definitely threw me a lot I and don't I, think I was like skin
2: thick enough for that
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just like <laughs> Watching Hallmark movies and trying to stay, <laughs> but uh, but I think I I hope that I'm finally kind of coming out of it and I it oh I, I felt gosh yeah it was really hard so that's sorry awful. that's just shocking I me know. I mean I'm just I'm
2: you just saw my my jaw almost drop <laughs> just like what
0: uh, over a you. movie yeah it was I mean and it it's crazy because my review. Like took it from what a ninety three to a, 92 and a half? I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> like what? <sighs> and and after that, there were some more people. Like Leonard Malton gave it a rotten, and and his review was actually almost exactly identical to mine. He's had the, ex- mm. the almost exact same complaints about tone. I was like, yes.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And I don't, I, I'm, I want people to, I want people to love Shazam. I want people to love all movies. Why would I want someone to go to a movie and have a bad experience? I want you to have right. a good experience. I don't want you to have, and, uh, but uh, yeah, people really, really take these superhero movies personally. Mm-hmm. That's a little that's, too much though. That, that's just, yeah. that's overstepping a bounds that Everyone's, just shouldn't be done. It was an experience, but I have to say, Rotten Tomatoes was <clears throat> amazing. They were so supportive the whole time. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. I'm grateful for that. But um, yeah, and it was it was interesting too because then I didn't like Spider Man Far From Home. It was just not my year for superhero movies. Oh. I guess. And <laughs> and that was actually not that bad. I didn't get that much hate for it. So who knows?
3: Yes. <laughs> I yeah, didn't learn. like that movie either. And people. Oh wait, no. Is that the first one, or that's the second one? Never mind. Second one. I didn't bother with that one because I hated. <laughs> I hated homecoming so much. It was just like, and people, people also were really upset with my review for that because I thought, I felt like that movie was. Hilarious in the way that it approached things because it kept beating you over the head with things like you weren't mm-hmm. smart enough to pick up on it. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is a reference to a John Hughes movie. Hey, this is a reference to a John Hughes movie. You didn't get it. Here's the John Hughes movie in the background. And I'm like, like, pretend we're smarter than that, please. Right. Yeah. So that was my issue, but I just I didn't venture into far from home because mm-hmm. I just I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's like me and, and Birds of Prey. I'm just like, it's not worth it. There's yeah. certain
3: ones you cut yourself off from because it's just not worth the mental anguish that you're gonna go through to do it. And I think a part of our, our duty to ourselves as critics is to make sure that we're safeguarding ourselves as much as we can and taking that mental health yeah. break that we need from social media or definitely you know, things like that i mean i don't have the twitter app downloaded on my phone i know that's like a shock no no me. i i'm I have, I, you. know. I have the same as you i am have the same
2: as you i will not that. look at it on my phone anymore The i gave up when i went to lunch and the other person just did not look up from their phone one mm-hmm. time oh, and i just said yeah. that's it we're done yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, so I'm bad. I understand I'm that it's bad <laughs> it's bad
2: <but laughs> it's not bad to be bad though if you can handle it, you know what I mean It's not bad yeah
3: it's you not have bad. to know you have to know yeah, your, uh, you have
1: to know your limits limits yeah mm-hmm. I, I do find it interesting though that so many of us have skipped a review or skipped reviewing a movie because we're a little like apprehensive about the reaction it's going to get. That's really interesting to and me. Now, and I wonder if that's something a lot of female critics deal with more than our male counterparts. am uh, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't review Joker for that reason. I'm like, there's no way. I'm touching <laughs> after I saw it, I just it's not worth it. But it, it's interesting. Yeah. that And I you know, agree. It's- yeah, it's
2: like I'm I'm on the Marvel thing. Like I don't review. I I made the mistake of asking when they first started that whole Snyder cut thing. I made the mistake of asking someone who had that as their Twitter name and I should have known and I was just bombarded for days of why I didn't know. How could I not know what that was? Wow. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Like I I don't understand. I'm not reviewing this. I mean, I knew what it was, but like I didn't understand what the purpose was was behind trying to get it released. You know, like why
0: are you trying so hard? Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, like I'm not gonna review the Snyder Cut. No way. There's right, no way. And it's true that, that, I mean, I don't even really, uh, I mean, I, I'm fine, but I, just because of my experience with the fans, I don't right. really want to watch it. Like, I might be somewhat curious otherwise, but, but yeah, uh, another example is Mara Reinstein. She did a, uh, an article in the Huffington Post where she talked about the death threats that she'd gotten from uh, after she gave a negative review of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And wow, uh, you know, that I. Well, I won't she, say anything
2: about my review of Aquaman then. <laughs> no. I actually hate, hate Aquaman.
1: I'm I got kidding. like letters saying I must be like a shill for the studio. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> my the other review side. was
2: average. I think my review was average, right? I think from what I remember. Yeah. You
3: can't win with, ho- with anything that has to do no. with superheroes. Ever. No! <laughs> <laughs> They've got yeah. this
2: like fandom that just I mean, they you know want to argue to the death with you mm-hmm. over it, and I just I'm like, it's a
3: movie, and we're each allowed to have a opinion. It's yeah. always it's always weird to me when I don't I know that um, Louisa, you do a lot of film festivals like I do, mm-hmm. so it's always interesting to me that I'll write a review at a film festival, particularly. And I'm like seven films later in my journey of that film festival and someone's still on that first film. I'm like, dude, I saw that five days ago. Since <laughs> yeah, right. then, <laughs> live in your little space and I'll be over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm yeah. always like, why is the? I don't, I mean, I understand the passion for film, but when you, when you glob on to like one thing and mm-hmm. like make it your be all end
0: all, I just well, the funny thing, too, about hard. film festivals is those are movies they haven't even seen. Exactly. You know, that, that always gets me when you get the hate for, for movies they haven't even seen. And, yeah. Uh, you don't
3: understand that. That's my favorite thing that I get at a film festival. You just oh, do not yeah. get it. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so you've seen it, too?
0: Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are moments, I think the, the really sweet moments are when you find something that's a hidden gem.
2: Mm-hmm. and oh, yeah.
0: you have the experience of introducing it to people even if it's just a few people and it's just your readers and one of the experiences that i had with that one of my favorite reviews that i've written is for a little animated movie called the son of bigfoot you see it and you think this is like those kung fu panda rip-offs it looks like from the advertising from the from the cover it looks cheap and, uh, and like, there's no heart or artistry into it. But then you actually watch it and it's actually pretty clever and pretty creative. And the animation is actually pretty decent. And I'm not, again, not saying it's the greatest movie ever, but it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, I thought, <laughs> and, uh, and so I try to see all of the animated films that come out and, Uh, And all the Christmas movies and you find these like when you do that you find these like little gems that nobody's gonna find And then it's so exciting
1: when you
0: when you have that chance to be like guys check this out This is really good. And uh, and I even when I wrote the review I said uh, I Said other I said other times I approached the keyboard with great anticipation because I can tell you about something that surprised me it's like I heard a great secret, and can't wait to share it with all my friends. Today is such a day, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 is just really the best. <laughs>
2: right, and people don't realize that we actually get emotional over yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, you no, know, really, you do. Yeah. You get emotional feelings for it. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of times people don't recognize that that we actually can have that. You know, you can get emotional over a movie and have feelings oh, yeah. like that that make you feel that way. You know, I, you I, just yeah. got you, you. could see the emotion on your face right there as you were talking yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the point of doing this if we don't? If it if it doesn't move us, if it doesn't excite us, and oh, yeah. and I, that's just the best, I think, moment of all. And I don't know if you, uh, if any of you have had that kind of similar experience uh, that you you'd want to share.
2: I, I did actually just last year, and I have to say this: it was the peanut butter falcon. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and
2: oh, yeah, yeah. I I went and saw it like probably two months before it was out, and I got and they were like begging people to come to a screening, and nobody would go because I mean granted the name, and we all have to remember too that until last year Shia LaBeouf wasn't you know mm-hmm. kind of fallen off our radar. We weren't sure where he was, yeah. you know, and just that movie just I sat there and I I was in maybe one of 10 critics that were there and it just moved me. You know, I got moved by the whole entire thing, every bit of it. I just walked out going, wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it that's does a good example. Yeah. Yeah. And does anyone else have one like that that you want to share? I know it's I'm, off the top of your I'm head, trying
1: but. to think, like, yeah, I mean, I know there's so many, because to me, that's one of the most rewarding things about what I do, is when I see something so small, and I'm able to write a review, and I convince someone else to see it, or, you know, I'm helping out a little filmmaker, it's their passion project, they sold their car, and, you know, sold stuff on eBay to finance a movie. Right. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a good one, but you yeah. know, as soon as this is over, I'm going to say it.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say another one. I could think of another one right off the bat, Support the Girls. Did you guys ever see Support the Girls? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. That was another
2: one that got me. Like that. I was like, wow. I mean, so you could tell how low budget it was, but there was something about that movie that really struck a chord with me.
0: hmm hmm I there were d- definitely, agree. I mean, it got pretty big news, but definitely your name was one that, that I, I uh, have been its greatest champion, I think, uh, the anime film. Uh, I just, it really inspired me and is everything that I love in the world. I love movie. I mean, it's probably why I liked, it. I feel pretty. I love movies with Bobby's sw- body swapping. It's like this weird <laughs> niche that I love. <laughs> love them. It always, always works for me. I just love it. And... <laughs> but, but, um, Ashley, what's one of the, the reviews that you brought uh, that you were thinking of?
3: Um, well, on that topic where you were talking about films that you can, um, you know, champion or smaller films, I think that's what is one of the greatest appeals for film festivals for me, and Lisa might be able mm-hmm. to speak to that, too, is that you get to see these films before they really know what they're going to do with them for a lot of if if they're picked up for studios if they're not picked up by studios you're trying to get a studio to notice it or they're trying to get a studio to notice it and to kind of be part of that first initial thing i get very excited to have other people watch movies that i've seen (laughs) um and that happened with the first review that i i pulled out and that was book smart because it was it's an example of one of the films where we need Varied representation and criticism of films like that. It's a female-led film. It's a female-directed film, uh, and it's one that needs to get the voice of women behind it. Whether you like it or not, you know you can you can have the ability to be critical of it as you should be, but you can also love it and be very important to adding to the criticism of something like that. And what I really liked about the film, and I think this is something that's not done well in a lot of films we see, where women of different body types are represented, kind of like I Feel Pretty, where it has to be part of the plot. You know, if somebody's overweight, it has to be mentioned, it has to be alluded to in why they're unlikable or why they're unlovable and why they're alone. And what I think is great about Booksmart is it never did that. It never addressed Beanie Feldstein as being overweight or unlikable because of the way she looks. It was always her personality or her tenacity. And it was never that this person is not lovable because of a certain body type. And I thought Mm. that was something that we don't find in male-led or male-directed films very often. Mm. And I thought that I had this really big passion for this film as being you know very representative of the female voice right now
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's really good that that it's almost like they talk about effortless diversity, you know mm-hmm. where it's not like diversity where it has to be mentioned and part of the plot and you know whatever it's just there,
1: mm-hmm. um
0: but there's also sort of effortless female presence, i guess i don 't know what the word you'd <laughs> want to use, but but, uh, but yeah, I think that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Peggy, did you have uh, a review that you wanted to, to share? I did. And it's,
2: you know, we're kind of, my mind now has moved from what my initial choice was. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and I know you guys, this is, it's something that kind of made a point to me. And I know, I was not a fan of the person in this movie at all. I have not been. She's a huge star and I just was never her fan. And I walked out of this movie with mad respect for this person. And the movie was Hustlers and the person was Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and I I kind of made my review and a letter to her. Like Dear, you know, I, I wish I could have first, resp- but you know, because when you think about her career and what she's accomplished, she's actually done this. She was a fly girl for God's sake, a backup dancer <laughs> on a, you know, a show in the 90s and look where she is today. And there she is up on screen at age 50 holding her mm-hmm. own with girls half her age. And I just thought she really, and granted, you know, I'm not talking about the movie itself or the plot of it or anything like that. It was my respect for her as a person that changed.
0: Yeah. Well, people have to understand these reviews. You're asking for my thoughts on this movie in this moment of my life, this time, I can't project what I'm going to feel about it in six months, how I'm going to feel about it in two years. And sometimes it does change. I don't think too radically for me. Like usually I'm, In in the ballpark, but occasionally I'll have something that I'll revisit that I loved, you know, in my twenties, and I'm like,
2: "Mm." (laughs) happens. I don't know about that anymore. What did I see in this movie? Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. But uh, I know a lot of people were frustrated with uh, about Green Book. You know that uh, because I gave a positive review of Green Book and i you know i took in because i saw it before you know a lot of other reviews were in and and i took in the information that people the perspectives all the different perspectives out there and you know it definitely didn't make me think about my review <laughs> but i still overall had a good experience watching the movie and i can't take that away from the film uh but i get it and i understand and i appreciate it and i'm a better person for having read those reviews i don't know it's yeah. an interesting process mm-hmm. i think Do you guys
3: ever go back and um, rewrite or update a review based on watching it again? Like an addendum,
0: kind of? Hmm. (laughs) Trying to think. Mm. I don't like I need to do that for Force Awakens because I loved it so much, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but I haven't. I haven't. I'm trying to think.
3: Because someone Um, brought that up to me a couple months ago. They said, you know, we were talking about a film and I said, oh, I really loved, I don't remember what it was, but I said, I really loved that. And they're like, Mm -hmm. well, have you watched it again? And I'm, no, I haven't watched it again. I watched hundreds of movies a year. I had to. Right. (laughs) Um, So they were like, well, if you watch it now, your opinion will change of it. So you should probably change sure. your review. And I'm like, but but our reviews are done in the context of the time that we see them and yeah. where we are. In at our that lives. moment. Right. So I, I just was wondering if you guys think that's something worth looking back at and changing, or if you feel like mm-hmm. it's it's encapsulated in that time and that's how it should stay.
0: I don't know. It's an interesting question. It is. I
3: think my my initial
2: thought would be like. My review is of that time. If I revisit that movie in five years and my opinion has changed, I would rewrite a different review. Okay. You know, I would probably yeah. do that and, and say, you know what? I looked back at this and, and this is, you know, and that's something I have to say. Um, it's not, my mind has never been changed, but people have asked me to rewatch the movie again. And I tried. Um, the movie Room, Mm-hmm. you know, oh, everybody yeah. talked about that. I. I thought it was an episode of Law & Order as <laughs> I did not like it, and people, that was the most hate mail I've ever gotten, was how could I not love that movie? Yeah, And yeah. I've tried to rewatch it, and my opinion, it stayed the same. And I was even like, at a at a... Whole, I even went and saw it a second time for a whole Q&A with that cast and everything to see if something, because a lot of times I like the post Q&As because the directors and the act and the cast really give insight into me to a what, like, things about the movie that I might have missed as I'm watching it. And sometimes you get an insight into a scene or something that, that they really explain to you. And it does change, like, as I'm there watching it. It changes my, like, oh, I see that now, you know? And it changes a little bit of a, my opinion about the movie.
1: But that one, no. no. no I
0: haven't, you know, I haven't changed.
1: <laughs> it's um, funny you mentioned that movie because
0: the uh, the fire alarm went off in the middle of watching that movie. Oh, no. And it was right when he's jumping off the truck and I was just oh, like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, that was interesting. <laughs> I've only had that happen twice. I had it, the, the other time that that happened was when I went to see Avatar, the fire alarm went off in the middle oh of my Avatar. So it's like, oh. oh. that's interesting. Yes. Were,
3: you, were you at that screening for dark phoenix when the fire alarm was going off at amc century city during it <laughs> yes. it was like 20 minutes and Remember? nobody moved we were Everybody all like just sat there it was a whole thing full of critics and we were just like nope not right. moving.
1: we're watching not moving it not going so In <laughs> the opposite i jump up and like run out i'm the first person well, it's because we could kind of tell that like we weren't
2: Sure, I think it was kind of like you could almost tell that it was something like it wasn't anything serious and somebody had just done something and we were all just kind of sitting there waiting for like what's happening.
3: We're oh. <laughs> yeah. like waiting for someone from the theater to come in and tell right. us and we were all just like kind of looking at each other and <laughs> like Scott should we leave he's like nah. I just thought it was so funny. That was one of my favorite experiences at a screening in L.A. because everybody was so dedicated that we just stared at the movie. Right.
2: We just waited. (laughs) Like
3: if we need to leave, someone will tell
2: us. (laughs) Right. I figured, right, that someone would come in and say something. You know, if there was a
3: fire, I figured they'd come in or they'd stop yeah. the movie. Like that was right. the best part. The movie just, just kept, kept going <laughs> Just remember, just kept, and remember they sent us a thing
2: afterwards, like if you wanna come back and rewatch watch it a second time because yeah. of the interruption,
3: <laughs> we're like, please vote, yeah, okay. we're showing these screenings. I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. We're okay, thank you. That's funny. And it, was, it was like the height of the movie too. It was <laughs> like, um, Louisa, yeah. were you at half by for um, the premiere of uh, Ready Player One? No, but I heard about it. <laughs> that was the funniest screening to be in where it was the, the climax of the film where that big like dome thing comes up and then it goes push, and like the audio just drops completely oh, no. out of the film. And everybody was like, was that supposed to happen? And then like, <laughs> South by Southwest audiences are the funniest because they just, totally embrace anything. So they're starting to make like laser gun noises and everybody's going <laughs> and there's no sound whatsoever. So they had to restart it three times before they got the audio back. And everybody cheered, but it was it was so oh fun. But yeah. yeah. Uh, was an interesting experiences. Sorry to diverge from the no. conversation
0: of challenging uh, screenings was uh, was when I saw Ford v Ferrari, I was in the middle and I always tried to be on the side, on the aisle.
2: Oh, I'm at aisle, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was in the middle and it was so hot in the theater. We were all just like sweating and my face was red. It was so hot and I was just like, And the fact that I really liked that movie, I think, says a lot, because I was just miserable, and I'm like, I can't get out, I'm stuck in the middle of this row, and... uh...
3: Like, this was my dedication to this movie. I was physically uncomfortable, and I still hate it to the
0: end. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I was thinking about, as far as, uh, like, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with writing a, uh, an update uh, on, and and it's... I don't think there's anything, we're human beings. We change, yeah. we grow. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that at all. I just I mean, usually don't have yeah. time because I'm writing right. new movie reviews. Going and
2: going, right. It's That's like the hard brand. part. Yeah.
0: But but yeah, one of the best things about going to festivals and I hope we don't lose this if festivals become virtual, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really worried about, um, is just finding something that that is having that unique experience. It's something that may not come out for two years more more if if ever oh, yeah. uh, like uh, in 2000 i think 18 uh, sundance they had a movie called uh, butterflies that was this turkish movie about these uh <laughs> these um people that find out that their siblings they didn't know that they had the same dad they find out when the dad dies they're together and it's kind of a, a little bit of a dark comedy and i thought it was hilarious and it's like this because you can't watch i can never watch it again it's not available i, I every like every probably like month i'm like checking to see if, if the butterflies is <laughs> check, somewhere because right? it was so funny and there's this whole gag where these chickens eat gunpowder and then throughout <laughs> the whole movie these chickens just explode it, these exploding chickens and every time it would make me like tears. <laughs> tears laughing. And, and so it's like this weird little movie that only I know about, That I'm like, oh, come on, come back. That's I, like the when, best.
3: I like when we get ones that have like different titles. Like, yeah. When they're at the mm. festival circuit, they're named something else, and then you're you're scrolling through uh, Hulu or something, some random streaming service, and you're like, hey, that's that movie I saw. <laughs> I'm like, really excited to see it. I'm like, I'm going to watch yeah. this again. <laughs> I'm
0: like, if anybody knows about butterflies, tell me,
3: please. I have a,
0: you should
2: do like Google, or wait a minute, I think I have a follow thing on my Roku that it lets me know, like if something, <laughs> and I've
0: typed yeah. things in there, and it'll yeah. tell me if things pop up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it won at one of the jury prizes. Oh, I, I wow. don't know why they never released it, but
2: and it never got released for any. My knowledge,
0: it's never been released. Wow. Huh. I've looked all over Amazon. I've looked. It's probably because it's Turkish, not in English. I don't know, but oh. anyway. But that's like the best when you can find this uh. this thing and you get this. It's like. So it feels like somebody made a movie just for you, and that Mm -hmm. you're the only one that's seen it. I don't know. It's so fun. I mean, because this is an interesting question, and then we'll—I know we're going over, but the—I think. Do you think that watching a lot of movies, like all all of us do, do you think it helps you become? Do you think it makes you more jaded because you notice things that other people don't notice, or do you think that it helps you to find these hidden gems because you see so many movies because I, I, I was thinking about it with jurassic world that it's like i probably if i only saw four movies a year i'd probably be like oh that was pretty good but i was like mm, didn't like it um and I, I do think that there's something to that but i don't know what do you think lisa about that i think critics
1: especially we we get a lot of flack from reg, I'll just say regular moviegoers, and I am not yeah. saying that in any kind right. of right. I, I way, know what you're saying <laughs> at all. Like I love Avengers. I mean, come on. I, I am not I am not a film snob at all. I love stupid cartoons. I love like you know. Terrence Malick high arts. I mean, you know, yeah. I like it all. but I think a lot of times I always hear you're so out of touch I see three movies a year, you know, Paul Blard is my favorite movie Why are you saying I should go see tree of life things like right. that? <laughs> um, I think it's hard But as somebody who does and we we all watch like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies That it's it's difficult for something to excite and surprise me, especially now so I wouldn't exactly say I'm jaded. I don't I don't think that's true. But I think that, yeah, oh, I've seen this before. I know what's gonna happen. I know the ending. Oh, it's something different, it surprises me. And when I find something that's very different, very exciting, I, I tend to give it a much higher review. I, I guess, does that kind of make sense? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not being very articulate with this. No, but, but I,
2: I think we, I, I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, I, I
0: do. I mean, I watch 200 Hallmark movies a year, so I, (laughs) I, I'm the I'm one can speak to. Like, I wonder if they have a crown for that. I think we should make one for you. You really? (laughs) really, (laughs) Yeah. And but you 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 find those. I think you 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 learn the formulas. You learn the mainstream controversies. And then you find the ones that do it right. And it's very exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you might have given something a pass w- w- before, you know, if you only saw four movies a year. Mm-hmm. But then maybe you say, I still don't like that. But here's an example of something that did that way better, mm-hmm. like the original Jurassic Park. Um, I, <laughs> way better. <laughs> uh, and you know, or like, yes, I can say how you'd enjoy that monster movie but here's one that did it way better. And, you know, so I think you learn the formulas and you learn how to do the formulas well.
2: Yeah, I had to stop, I was the person, I I got into a habit of, that was a bad habit of where I would guess the movie ahead of time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'd be like, oh, okay, I got, da 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 and I had to literally stop myself from, don't guess this movie ahead of time. Quit trying to figure it out so hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying too hard to be that, you know, ahead-of-the-game person, you know? And I I really had to take a backseat to myself on that
0: over the years. Like, I noticed that.
2: Because I think people don't understand,
0: critiquing critiquing isn't about uh nitpicking or it shouldn't be about nitpicking movies. Right. It's about celebrating yeah. movies. We love Exactly. Them. I
3: agree. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the when you were in school and you would get a grade and then you would get the comment from your teacher it's like needs improvement. It's like we're kind of trying to be like, this could be better. Here's yes. what we think would make it better. You know, I just feel like it's it's I think studios and filmmakers can can listen to feedback from all different types of people, and I'm not saying just film critics. I'm saying like the general audience will tell you what they like and what they don't like, um, and mm-hmm. I just think it's a it's a learning opportunity for something to more accurate accurately reflect the general public. And you know, I think yeah. that's where the idea of diversity in film criticism is also yeah. rooted. That you need to have something that represents the people who are going to see these films, instead yeah, of just this generic yeah. thing that we've seen a thousand times before.
0: Yeah, and frankly, without film criticism, the only barometer or or anything kind of stopping the only gauge that the studios would have, or any any the only without film criticism, the only thing stopping the film the the studios from making terrible movies is is the box office and that's not that's not good we don't want I mean, right. if, if we if we have the only thing stopping uh or or critiquing curtailing the studios is the box office then we get a bunch of transformers movies uh we get a bunch of you need criticism yeah. as well mm-hmm. to be a voice that's not biased by money that's not biased by uh by any kind of involvement in the film community, as far as producing or or directing or whatever, uh, you need that voice to say, mm, Disney, or don't do that again, please. That wasn't great, you know, or <laughs> whatever it might be. And and then hopefully they learn and grow and make better choices, and uh, and or or continue making making good choices if they're on a roll. Very really right. good. Or trying uh, to come up with
2: more, like, originality versus, let's yeah. do another remake. Oh, let's right. reboot that. Yeah, let's yeah. remake that one. Yeah. Know?
0: If we didn't have criticism, no if it was just the box office, we'd have Transformers <laughs> and Minions movies a million times a day. Right. And, I mean, thank goodness.
3: I mean, we're uh, already at Fast and Furious <laughs> 9.
0: Yeah, right.
3: Know. That's right. I mean, got to stop at some point.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. This was great. I loved talking with you three amazing ladies. This was so much fun for me. I hope that you all had fun and we'll definitely have to do it again. Uh, And I hope that you have a good rest of, uh, you know, your summer if we don't talk again soon, but hopefully we will. And this was just really fun for me. I loved it and uh, i'd love for each of you to share how people can read your reviews and find you on social media or whatever and so louisa why don't you start
1: um you can find me on screen and rotten tomatoes and also i do want to mention all four of us are all members of the online association of female film critics yes. Check out oaffc.com to find i think we have 50 yes. members and growing so you can there find some go. super awesome female voices and criticism on that site so i'm
0: so glad you talked about that i will (laughs) put that in the description so people will make sure to check that out and ashley where can people find you
3: people can find me at we i'm also on rotten tomatoes um you know follow me on twitter if you want (laughs) (laughs) right and peggy what about you i'm peggy at the
2: and also part of cherry picks and in their own league dot com. and in their own league is is also very representative of all women and non-binary so yeah. it's a great site it, we go monthly and, and pick things you guys would love it yes
0: yeah i'll put that in there in the description as well thank you so much this was great i really really enjoyed talking with you and uh, and let us know if you're listening let us know your thoughts about all the different things that we talked about and and uh, what you get out of different reading, different reviews and your perspective on criticism. We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, thanks again. And we will, yeah, we'll talk, hopefully talk again soon. So Mm -hmm. thanks everyone. Bye everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.